Welcome to the DermVet Podcast. I'm Dr. Ashley Bourgeois, a board-certified veterinary dermatologist practicing in Portland, Oregon with animal dermatology clinics. I'm also a mom of two, just trying to find the balance like everyone else. Let's learn to ditch the itch, cytology, everything, and make derm more fun than frustrating. Hello, everyone. Thank you for coming to another episode of the DermVet Podcast. Today, we're going to cover a topic that I feel like sometimes is overlooked. We talk a lot about allergies and otitis, but what do you do if a dog comes in, they've never had skin issues in the past, and all of a sudden, they're breaking out with lesions and say they're like 10 years old and never had any problems before. So there's lots of different things we can diagnose and look into for these cases, but I want to give you guys just a kind of brief synopsis of where my head starts going when I'm seeing an older dog who'd never had issues before, because we really will treat them a bit differently and do different diagnostic tests to start just to make sure we are covering all of our bases of what could be more common for these cases. So the first thing I want you guys to think about in these cases are what history questions are you going to ask? Because they might be a little bit different compared to, say, a three-year-old lab who comes in for chewing their paws. So when I see a dog come in who's older or senior age, I first want to know, when did it start? Like, is this literally the first time the pets ever had a skin infection or skin lesions and we never had problems in the past or maybe the pet has a history of every summer breaking out and now this is the worst that it's ever been so that's really important to know also clinically what appears first are there clinical signs that appear first like erythematous skin that's scaly or are we itchy first? So the old saying with, you know, allergies and working up skin lesions uh, is, is it red and itchy or is it itchy and then becomes red? And it's kind of the same kind of concept. Like what really appeared first? Is the pet extremely itchy or are there lesions that appear and maybe they're not itchy at all? And that's one thing you do want to pay attention to. What is the paritis level? Are there red, scaly, nasty lesions, but the pet's really not itchy? Or is it a dog who, even in the exam room, is just completely tearing themselves apart? I finally ask about other signs. So, you know, have there been, have they noticed that the pet is polydipsic, polyuric, polyphagic? been pretty punky or lethargic or had a hard time breathing, doesn't really have an appetite. These are things that are really important for us to know because there are certain diseases that we'll talk about that might make a patient feel really crappy. Uh, And maybe that wouldn't necessarily register really high for us if it was just a pet that has allergies. So history becomes really extremely important in these cases um, because it can really differentiate potentially the diagnostics that we'll do. And so when I have a pet who comes in and they have these lesions on them and they never had issues before, you know, it's not going to shock you guys. I'm definitely going to collect a cytology first and foremost, because often when these pets come in, they're very infected. And though having the knowledge that the pet's infected doesn't exactly tell me why 
uh, the pets there. As far as the primary issue goes, we have to get that under control in order to get the lesions under control and to get the comfort of that animal um, improved. And so that pet feels better. So we definitely want to identify infection. The other thing that we'll look for are signs of inflammation. So sometimes we get pets who, as they develop um, in age and say they develop some sort of endocrinopathy like Cushing's and all of a sudden they're getting these rip roaring infections, but they don't have that much inflammation under the microscope. We can see that with certain forms of immunosuppression. For example, if a pet does have hyperadrenocorticism, that can just naturally suppress their immune system, but it also can suppress their inflammatory response. So if I get a pet that just comes in with a rip roaring amount of cocci under the microscope and for how much infection there is, I'm really not seeing any inflammation that might indicate to me something deeper is going on leading to these bacterial infections because usually if a pet's allergic and develops infection, we see lots of inflammatory cells under the microscope as well. You can also get other types of cells that are not inflammation or infection. So you can get older pets who develop something like pemphigus, and you can see acantholytic keratinocytes underneath the microscope. If you go back to some of our previous podcast episodes where we've talked about cytology or pemphigus, we kind of describe what these cells can look like. And if you have a pet who's super crusted and you're not finding much infection, but you're finding these large, sometimes they're described as like deep fried egg looking cells, that could indicate that something like pemphigus is present. And you can have uh, different variants of pemphigus, like perineoplastic pemphigus, that can pop up um, as a result of something more internal in that pet. But the other thing you could be looking for are neoplastic cells. So I've had several cases referred to me where they come in, they are a pet that's never had any issues before with their skin, and then all of a sudden they get red and scaly and itchy. Maybe they don't get itchy at all, but a lot of them do. It's assumed that they're allergic. We put them on some sort of anti-allergy medication. Nothing gets better. Um, and what we'll see under the microscope when we collect cytology are um, abnormal lymphocytes, just like you'd suspect if you aspirated a lymph node that had lymphoma. So even if you don't know what those cells are, if you do do that cytology, which hopefully by now I'm training you guys to do, and you see weird cells with different nucleoli, like you can send that uh, slide into a lab if you uh, outside laboratory if you don't feel comfortable making that diagnosis, but it's really important to pick up on things like that because obviously a pet who is older, we're more concerned could develop something like a cancer. So cytology is going to be really important. You know, if we clear up the infection or there's not much infection or other interesting cells we can find, then we're going to look um, to do other diagnostics. So the main things that I will think about doing in these cases that present to me um, and this will be based on the history, general lab work. So just like you would do with any pet who comes in and isn't feeling well. So I will run CPC chemistry, uh, urinalysis, and I do like to have thyroid levels. So I like free T4 by ED, equilibrium dialysis. 
Um, and I like a TSH. That's how I feel really comfortable diagnosing hypothyroidism. I don't use total T4 as a marker to diagnose it because you can get euthyroid sick patients. And a lot of these patients are really infected and that can mess with their total T4. So when they come in, um, we do our cytology, we're ruling that out. I often do like some general lab work on them. And that can even be if they had a history of struggling with allergies and all of a sudden this is something different because plenty of allergic patients can develop things like hypothyroidism and hyperadrenocorticism. But if lab work's looking good and, and things aren't really lining up as far as resolution when we treat infection, then I will biopsy these cases. And sometimes they can look pretty bad. You can get cases that get late onset allergy, but you want to rule out the more scary things like skin lymphoma. So I will biopsy them if I need to, if I don't feel like it is a, you know, standard allergy dog, I just want to make sure we're not missing a bigger thing. And lymphoma can look like lots of different things, but often it's older patients that get red scaly skin and they can be very pruritic. They can be not pruritic at all. They can have their lymph nodes pop up in size. Their lymph nodes can feel okay. So it's something that a biopsy is going to be really helpful. Though cytology can be really suggestive of that in certain cases. And then you really can get pets who develop allergies later in life. Sometimes classically we'd say food allergy either starts really young or older, though it really can pop at any time. So if you're doing your due diligence and ruling out other things like infection, um, general lab work, plus or minus biopsy, and you really do have a pet that appears to have some form of late onset allergy, then I am going to work those allergies up. So I'm still going to make sure that that pet's on really good flea control. I'm going to make sure that if we need to do a diet trial, and in most of these cases, I do suggest doing a diet trial. If they did have issues that popped up later in life, especially if they have things like otitis or gastrointestinal signs, though some pets don't, they just develop late onset paritis when they get older. Um, then you can have pets that end up with atopic dermatitis. We've done everything. We've ruled out everything because we know atopic dermatitis is a diagnosis of exclusion. So we've ruled out food, um, other things like endocrinopathies. We've ruled out, um, ectoparasite issues with good flea control. Then we have a conversation of, okay, where, what are our goals for this pet? So I will always allergy test a pet if I know they have atopic dermatitis, if the owner wants to, but every owner is different. And sometimes you have owners that come in and if their pet is, you know, older and they really just want their pet to be comfortable, um, they don't have the ultimate goal to allergy test and invest in that and put the time into that. Um, if we're not exactly sure, you know, how much longer we have left with that pet. I have some owners that come in and they, We'll have a 12 or 13 year old dog and they say, I want the best care for my pet. If it's safe and there's no issue with doing it, I absolutely want to allergy test. So if we come to the end point of knowing that that pet has atopic dermatitis, then we do have a discussion of, you know, what do we want? Do we just want something with symptomatic care like Apoquil or Cytopoint? Um, do we want to make them comfortable, but still truly desensitize them? And I have desensitized pets who are older and some of them can do really great or at least prevents our allergies from worsening. 
So in a nutshell, that's kind of where my mind goes when I start seeing these pets that are older and developing issues with their skin. We're absolutely diving into that history, finding out when these issues started, what issues are present, are there other signs that are coming along with those skin issues. We're always doing our cytology on abnormal skin, one, to rule out really bad infections that we need to address, um, but then two, making sure we're looking for things like what inflammation's present, are there other weird things that are present like neoplastic cells, acanthalytic keratinocytes. I have found dermatophyte spores on cytologies of older pets because they're so immunosuppressed that it really replicates on their skin really well. Um, biopsy if we need to. And then if we get to the point where we know the pet is allergic, then we're going through our allergic workup just like any other pet. And then ultimately, um, we're making them comfortable and making sure that we're having that open communication with the owner of what our goals are and what's going to make, you know, their pet and them happy, um, and manage. So I hope that's helpful. You do want to shift a bit where your mind starts thinking in these cases, you want to make sure we don't get so set on every skin case. That's itchy being an allergy case because they're not like we, that's the fun part of derm is you really get to, you know, maneuver your way through these interesting cases. So I hope that's helpful until the next episode, keep doing your cytologies and keep practicing better dermatology.